in Isaiah 66, chapter 66, and verse 1 says this. He says, Thus says the Lord. Say, Thus says the Lord. It says, Heaven is my throne. No, no, I'm reading. <laughs> Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? Where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made and all those things that exist, says the Lord, but on this one will I look. On him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. I want to read that again. He says, heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. Where are we? We're in the throne room. So we're not where Jesus' feet are, but where his heart is. We're in the throne room. And he says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? A lot of times we come into a room like this and we say, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to build this for God and we're going to set up the throne and we're going to set up this room and we're going to do all of these things and God's going to come and he says, no, 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 no. I don't think anything you do can actually fit my size. He says, where is that one? For all those things my hand has made and all those things exist. But on this one will I look. Touch your neighbor and say, are you the one? Are you the one? I'm going to describe that one right now. The one who is poor, not as in without money but who comes with such a dependency on him as a provider. You're, he is the provider. He's your sustainer. He's the one who protects you. He's the one who clothes you. He's the one who heals you. He's the one. He is the source of life itself. So it's the one who is poor and of a contrite spirit, a person who, who is absolutely broken before him. If we come into this room absolutely confident of who we are, we're not of a contrite spirit. Because God cannot fit a mindset that is made up. Come on now. If your mind is made up and you're saying, God, come and fill this place. Trust me, he's too big for you. He's beyond your mind. Your mind will blast, mind blasting stuff. The book of Colossians, it says, everything you do, do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord. And the reason why is because God has chosen that one. He says, the one that I have built with my hands, not what the one builds with his or her hands, the one that I built with my hands is the one that I will come and dwell in. The throne room of God is not a room. It doesn't exist in the Bible. Because God cannot be confined to a room. 
but God will dwell in his temple. Touch your neighbor and say, I am the temple. I am the dwelling place of God. I am the resting place of God. It's me. The throne room. The throne room is me. The throne room is you. You are the throne room. Everything that you do from this moment on has to be done unto the Lord. It cannot be done just because we are having a service. It has to be done unto the Lord. Everything that we do. We cannot, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, you cannot live like, man, I am conscious of the presence of God all day long. But there is a spirit on the inside of you. His spirit that keeps you connected to the Holy Spirit. In the book of Psalms, it says this, that He inhabits the praises of His people. I want to tell you what a throne means. A throne is a seat of honor. And every temple has a throne of honor. Some of us give those thrones to our businesses, our thoughts, our wish, our desires, our plans, our families, our kids, our worship team, our lights, our camera, our action, all of that stuff. We give these thrones away to everything else during the week and we come today and we say, God, you can sit on that throne. But I want to encourage you to make this commitment today that from this day on, God will be the only one who sits on His throne. You know, when we come into, a, into our church, our, our guest services team put name, our names on the chairs. It's a seat of honor. It's a throne of honor. And today, in you is a throne of honor. And from that place, we will lift up praises. In the temple, Within you, you will lift up praises to the one who sits on your throne. We're not worshipping the band. We're not worshipping the screen. We're using those lyrics to connect with the one who is sitting on the throne. Each and every person, I've told the band to just minister to the one who's on the throne. I would, allow, I would encourage you to not allow the band to lead you, but you minister to the one who sits on the throne yourself. This is a place of freedom. This is a place of liberty. This is not a place of control. This is not a place where you can decide what happens. The one who sits on the throne decides what happens. There are no chairs, but there are thrones. There are no seats, but there is one who sits on the throne. You know, every move of God um, through the Bible and over the years has been marked by miracle signs and wonders. 
every move of God. This one also. <laughs> Some of you have got it. Even this move of God is also marked by miracle signs and wonders. Do you know in the throne room of God, when God the Father sits on his throne and he listens to us testify of what he, he's done, do you know how excited he gets? It's a phenomenal thing to live with the consciousness that you are in the presence of God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Every move of God has been marked by miracle signs and wonders, but at the core of every move of God, it had to have a source. Are you guys okay? We know moves of God, the faith move. Crazy William Branham move, the prophetic move of God. Catherine Coleman's, the healing revival, the 10th, the A.A. Allen, the Jack Cole, all of the healing revivalists that we know, the revivals of the past, even moves of God through the Bible, they've been marked by miracle signs and wonders. But at the core of it, it was a person's consciousness of the presence of God. People oftentimes celebrate the miracle signs and wonders more than they celebrate the consciousness or the awareness of the presence of God in their life. And it's not a condescending or a condom message of condemnation. It's a message of encouragement because we can get too caught up with what's happening, with what God is doing on the outside of church that will fail to recognize the move of God in the church. God is moving mightily in this church. He's moving mightily in this church. Through the book of Exodus, we see that, the, that Israel camped around the presence of God. Israel was God's chosen nation. They were the smallest nation in the world and they chose to camp themselves around the tent of God's presence. But Israel's army, Israel's enemies, only knew the miracle signs and wonders that happened with Israel. But they never knew the God of Israel. How many of you understand what I'm saying? The enemies on the outside are looking at Israel and they're seeing crazy stuff happen. Cloud by day, fire by night. And absolutely crazy. The guy goes and shouts at the rock and hits the rock and water comes out of three million people. Three million people drink water. Just think about a stutterer leading three million people. That's a miracle in itself. No Facebook, no Instagram, no YouTube, no microphone. Just think of how supernatural our God is. That he would take a stutterer and he will use him as a communicator 
to 3 million people. I'm speaking to generations now. The nation of Israel camped around the presence of God, but their enemies knew God's miracle signs and wonders. But the enemies never got to know the presence of God. You must understand, Israel never, the people of Israel never prayed, God, give us manna from heaven. God, feed us. God, clothe us. They never prayed. They never did that stuff. They complained to Moses once in a while. But because they're their focus was around the presence of God supernaturally they were fed every day Israel never tried to fix the problems <laughs> they focused on the presence <laughs> come on now the enemy thought Israel was a problem and they got to see the miracle signs and wonders. What's your priority today? Is the presence of God a priority in your life? Because if it is, all your friends, Beulah, in your school, in your college, where you're working, when you're performing, all those people will see God. They will see God. But they won't know Him like you do. It's different. It's different for us because our satisfaction is not in the miracle signs and wonders. That's for them. That's for the world to see. That's for the churches outside of these walls to see what God is doing in this place. But for us, our satisfaction in life comes from experiencing and knowing the presence of God in our life. I'm satisfied just to know you. I'm satisfied, God, just to be in your presence. In the throne room, angels are not going, whoa, look at that angel. Coming with holy wine. Nobody in heaven are looking at the angels and going, Holy! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They're just looking at him. The whole of heaven's gaze is fixed on one. Just, we can get caught up in the presence and miss. There's a revelation. There's a move of the presence of God right now. God, John is moving in this place. But he moved from there to here. You might be caught up in that. Wow, man, the effect, the, oh, the electric power of God that was around John. I'm still reeling from it. But he's moved from here to there. This generation, this church, please listen to me very carefully because I'm defining our identity right now. This church, miracle signs and wonders is natural. 
it's normal it's something that happens just naturally we celebrate it but our identity is not defined by it our identity is not even defined by people coming to the this room and saying wow man i experienced the presence of god in this room please listen to me very carefully our identity is defined by us having an encounter with the person of god with him i can get caught up with the electricity and the drunkenness and i can miss him moving i don't want to close my eyes cuz i can miss him i can miss him moving from here to there because if i missed him from moving here to there i'm in yesterday's move Come on, did you get it? Do you understand? If I get caught up with the move of God today and I'm like, "Wow, Jesus." And I'm not saying don't celebrate the presence of God. I'm please celebrate it. Just love on it. Whatever. Do everything you need to do. But if you get stuck in that moment and you're not walking with him, you're not talking with him, you're not with him step by step every single day, you will miss the move of God. This is the move of God. You know why? Because we don't plan You know we 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 have plans but God directs our footsteps. We 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 focus, we fix our gaze and go what are you doing today? What are you doing today God? What are you doing with the youth today? Come on man, most of the miracles were with the youth. Prophesying. Saying you'll have a baby in 3 weeks. I mean you'll be pregnant in 3 weeks. If you had a baby in 3 weeks it's a miracle. <laughs> You're prophesying and in 3 weeks she be pregnant and you'll be an auntie i mean who gives you that assurance unless you are with god and god is with you and you are in the move of god and you're moving with god and as he's speaking you're you're listening and you're saying the same thing you're not repeating yesterday's word you're saying today's word right here right now in the right here and right now is life Life is about being present in the presence. Come on now. Life as a church is about being present in the presence. In the presence of God. In the presence Did you bring your Bible today? I love this church. I want you to go to one verse in the Bible. Go to the book of Revelation, Shaba. Ooh, holy holy. Let's read two verses. Revelation. I want you to if you see the the first page of the book Okay tell me what do you see on the top Yeah someone got it someone said said here What what is on the top before everything starts It's the It's the The name is the revelation of Jesus Christ This is not a book for of end times 
This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're so focused on what angel looks where and what wrath is going to pour and what belt is going to come out and all of that stuff and we're missing what the author was meant to write. Hello now. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness of the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Now I want you to go to verse 10. It's very important. And I want you to read it with me. Verse 10. One, two, three. I was in the spirit. Stop. Let's read it again. I was on the Let's read it again. I was on the I was in the spirit. He was positional. It's a positional statement. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Now, as human beings, it's pretty much impossible for us to be aware of the presence of God, be conscious of the presence of God 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So what God did is He gave us His Spirit. He gave you His Spirit. And that Spirit is in constant connection with with God. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, He's connected to God. Which means Holy Spirit is having a throne room experience 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So something happens. People often ask me, I'm I'm, I'm struggling to hear God's voice. I can't hear God speak. I want to have dreams and visions. I want want all these things to happen in my life, but I can't seem to, to, for it to happen. The secret is right there. I was in the Spirit. On the does it tell you which day it was? He just describes it. He said it's the Lord's day. I want to tell you something. Every day. Every day is the Lord's day. Why? It's because you are no longer of this world. You are hidden in Christ so every day is the but you can experience that that every day is the Lord Lord today is your day Lord you wake up the next day today is your day but you'll still not be able to hear the Lord because the Lord has moved from the physical realm into a spirit realm I was in the spirit on the not on Friday on the Lord's day I was in the spirit now just before our brother John wrote this book he was sitting in boiling oil 
you must understand what happened to him before he wrote this book before he was exiled to patmos he he was brought into a colosseum with thousands of people and they brought this apostle of jesus and they put this big pot of oil and they boiled it and they made it hot and before thousands of people they took john and they put him in that pot i was in the spirit on the if you have monday tuesday wednesday the oil might affect you i was in the spirit on the so the lord's day should be every day why because it's crazy protection crazy protection i was in the spirit which means john was in the spirit realm connected to the holy spirit connected to the throne room connected to the heart of god while he was sitting in hot oil so connected he was so in the spirit that nothing of the physical could have any impact on his physical body come on now they got so frustrated with him because everyone history says every person in that colosseum repented and gave their lives to jesus thousands of people gave their lives to jesus because there was a boiling show it was hot and they threw a guy in and the guy could not get burned which means the natural would not overtake all those people saw the signs and they said i believe he was so caught up with god that nothing of this world could impact his body that's when he became a testimony john did not even have to preach man he did not even say don sings my soul in the colosseum would you like to receive jesus as your lord and savior put your hand up do you understand they took his body took his body put him in hot oil and he was in the spirit on the lord's day when your bank calls you for that payment <laughs> are you in the spirit or are you are you in the flesh <laughs> some of us want to run into the spirit because we don't want to answer those calls <laughs> but what if when that person who's looking for those payments calls you and you're in the spirit on the Lord's day and that person instead of abusing you says I believe what if that boss at work persecuting you is troubling you wants you to get fired and you decide I'm in the spirit on the Lord's day I'm going to work because this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it 
come in the spirit on the Lord's day. It was only when he was in the spirit that he heard the voice of the Lord. Now, listen to this. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha. Come on, man. I am the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in the book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus. And he lists all that down, all the churches. Verse 12. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man. One like the Son of Man. You must understand that God is a spirit. In order for you, for Him to communicate to you, He has to make Himself like you. God is formless, He's shapeless. His spirit. But in order for you to understand anything, for you to relate with him as a father, he has to communicate as a man. He has to limit his language to English or to your language. Humanity is limited until humanity gets into the spirit. If humanity can get into the spirit on the Lord's day, that's when you will hear God talking all the time. All the time. The reason why we, please listen to me very careful, just lean into the word right now. The reason why we experience difficulty in our lives is because we're too fleshy. Every circumstance in our life that comes around us, that comes to us, only comes to prove to you, please listen to me, it comes to prove to you that you are in the spirit or not in the spirit. Now, I'm in the spirit and this is the Lord's day. And the mic goes off. I could be like, come on. I'm trying to communicate God here to you. <laughs> I throw the mic at the guy. <laughs> I can make a big deal. But what does it prove? It just proves that I'm still in the flesh, not in the spirit. No matter how hot the oil gets, <laughs> no matter how hot the oil gets we need to stay in the spirit we need to stay in the spirit less people are saying amen now when <laughs> we need to stay in the spirit <laughs>